Hello and welcome to our second episode of the Southside Fringecast. My name is Hannah Fredsgaard and I'm delighted to present this new podcast brought to you by the people behind the Southside Fringe Festival. In this episode, I had the great pleasure of talking to Glasgow-based singer-songwriter Becky Wallace. Becky is an artist firmly placed at the heart of Scotland's songwriting community. She's the co-creator of Song Seeds Songwriting Retreats and she lectures at the University of the West of Scotland. We talked about Becky's take on defining success as an artist and how she's passionately working to create supportive communities within the Scottish music industry. My name's Becky Wallace. Um, I'm a singer-songwriter um, by trade, so I've been songwriting for uh, a good while now. I've been around for a bit um, and uh, my sound's kind of developed, I guess, from kind of folk and indie rock music um, over the years to like more experimental kind of um, folk hip-hoppy music with a bit of electronica in there. So it's a pretty weird morphed sound, but essentially uh, it's just through years and years of writing. Um, I came up through the gigs and kind of club scene doing covers gigs and busking and all that stuff. So you know, so kind of cut my teeth like that. And uh, and now I'm um, a lecturer in songwriting as well um, at UWS. And uh, I also um, do a lot of community work, songwriting community work and stuff like that. And I'm also studying a PhD in, in kind of hip-hop and songwriting. So, like, my whole world now is really really revolving around music um, I'm still releasing music in fact releasing more music now than I ever did <laughs> um, so yeah yeah I'm just kind of living in that that bubble which is cool yeah so you teach songwriting and you lecture at the University of West of Scotland but then you're also the co-creator of Song Seeds Songwriting Retreats um, and I think that sounds very interesting could you tell us a bit more about that? Yeah, the reason I started Song Seeds, um, um, it's a kind of long story. So I did my own, I studied a master's in songwriting. And then um, through that, I won a place to go on this retreat and it's called the UK Songwriting Festival. And so I went and stayed in this big mansion. With, I was totally at place, like it was quite scary. But I went there and I stayed in this this kind of big mansion with all these songwriters and we did lots of group work and task work and it was really intimidating but also an amazing experience for me and I was so so lucky to get to do it for free because I won the place and although the experience did so much for me as a collaborator and as a writer and just understanding myself with other people in that kind of environment and also seeing like t getting a taste for what the industry was about um it done it done so much just on many levels for me but I was very aware that it wasn't an affordable option for most people. Um, and I kind of gathered a little collective from that experience. We went on and became this collective called Fresh Tracks Unknown Animal. And then from there, we started to kind of just self-fund our own retreats. So we would like go to Spain for a week or, you know, get a villa and just write, just songwrite, songwrite. And, and it kind of became a bit of a habit. We'd do a couple a year when, you know, and try and, and dot it around the country and stuff like that. And then I bumped into my co-creator of Song Seeds, Rosie Bands, at a retreat that I went to that she was putting on because this was now part of my habit to go to retreats. And we were just really like-minded. So when we met, we kind of decided 
we both like doing this. We both see the value in it. And we both feel like so many artists we know and so many people within our own scene could really benefit from this experience, but it is so unaffordable, you know, and at this point, we, you know, we were curating our own in order to afford it. So we put on a big one at the end of 2019, which was kind of a pat test for us going forward um, as a collective and actually doing them officially. And then lockdown hit. And so it was kind of a perfect storm because um, I was stuck at home. I've got three kids, so I was looking for anything to distract me. And uh, I was stuck at home. And I, I also, because I teach at the university, I also teach an advanced songwriting group. So the advanced songwriting group had very quickly, at the end of the last, the start of the last lockdown when COVID hit, had all been moved online. And we were really worried, me and my um, colleague, David Scott, we were really worried that they wouldn't get the creative experience, you know, that it wouldn't be fair for the students. But the quality of work that came out of it was it was really quite fantastic. So when, when lockdown hit, it kind of dawned on me at the time. I was like, OK, um, I'm not going to get through this unless I've got a creative outlet. And so I kind of cashed in my chips that I've been holding on to for, for the last 15 years. I kind of said to people in the community, look, I'm going to start a thing. Do you want to join it? So I started this thing called Sunday Songwriting at the start of last lockdown. And basically the premise was we set a task every week. It was totally peer-led. So I started it. I nominated someone to set the next one. Totally peer-led, set the task. We all go off, write a song, come back on a Saturday night, have a glass of wine or whatever and listen to the music, something just to keep us happy. Talk about the songs. And it grew. It's probably as fast as coronavirus. <laughs> like totally exponentially. So... Before we knew it, you know, we had like 200 plus members of the group. There was about 40 active members who were turning up every week. And even after the second week, I was like, uh, I phoned Rosie and I was like, look, this thing's working. I'm kind of, pat I'm pat testing this, this vibe. Do you want to come join me? So Rosie helped me, thank God, because I'm just not an organised human. So I have big creative ideas, you know, but I'm not very good at being organised about it. Rosie is very creative, but also very organised. Um, so... Rosie came in on that and then we ran that for 17 weeks, you know, just it was just something that we did through lockdown. More and more people joined and there was more songs being created. And then we kind of used that as the blueprint for song seeds. So it was kind of like a beautiful accident that it all happened. Um, so, of course, song seeds partially funded by Creative Scotland and we've got lots of partners like Music Broth and, and UWS as well. We've started bringing students in for their work-related learning to, to practice doing workshops and stuff like that it's a place where you can go and have that experience that I had that I couldn't afford in a very affordable environment you know I, I always say to my partner like I wish I'd understood the value of this process 10 years earlier you know uh, when I was cutting about the pubs being gallus because although I was having a great time I wasn't really honing my craft I wasn't really developing myself as an art artist or or networking or actually even sitting with criticism or you know like um working through stuff like that so yeah the whole thing's great and we we kind of have just aimed to create a real community center for anyone that wants to join and be part of uh, a songwriting community so that's that's song seeds oh that's really exciting and it makes so much sense because i've seen like in various interviews i've seen with you online all of them like people say and reviews and stuff they're like becky wallace she's such an important 
uh, person in like in the in the in the Scottish um, songwriting community. Um, so it's just some, it's something that seems to be really important, like to you as an artist. But also, it seems to be well, like on two levels. It seems that it's part of like the way you work as an artist, like you connect with other songwriters. But it also seems that it's something that you like establish and facilitate for others. Yeah, I think like there's there's that thing in life where we all find our passion, right? And I think when you're younger, you know, and I was totally, totally guilty of this too. Like there is a sense of necessity and co competitive competitivism uh, that doesn't doesn't actually need to be there. And the, there's a lot of talk, and I, I, I'll I'll tell you, I'll give you examples. A lot of talk in the Scottish music scene about the scene, the cliques, the groups and all this stuff. And I remember being one of those people as a young person who was, let's face it, being a hedonist, drinking too much, you know, dabbling in music and, and kind of feeling quite entitled, though, at the same time to be part of it without contributing to it, you know, and, and actually helping the mechanisms to move, which is important. But I remember feeling like there was a scene and that I just was left out of it, like, oh, it's so cliquey, it's this. And what I didn't realise at the time was, in order to access that scene, I had to actually be part of it. And, and I don't know if that was something that came with just, you know, let, giving myself a bit of a break or, you know, losing some of my inhibitions or what, but certainly during the course of doing my Masters in songwriting, I realised what was at the core of who I am is not my need to be famous, but men need to be creative. And actually so many artists that get into this, that's what it's about really. And so I think that if we're honest with ourselves and we tap in to those channels in ourselves, then we can actually be successful because it we stop putting ourselves at the front and look at our community and say, okay, who needs a space to, to be creative? Who needs a space to work on their PR? Who needs a space? And there's lots of different groups that, that facilitate these things. And all together, I guess, they make up the scene, <laughs> that the elusive scene, you know. So I think that certainly that's been a learning curve for me, but also in, in a sense, like my mental health and my, my sense of self it is completely entwined and being creative so you know if I don't allow myself space to do that and that's the selfish side of it I'm doing it for me too <laughs> like I need the space to create and in order to do that I need people to share that creativity with that's what I've learned about songwriting in general and I've got like my philosophy on songwriting is that you know before there was such a thing as a commercial music canon before you know sound like such a hippie but before capitalism like changed the way that we view and kind of um, the value that we put on art um, it still existed and it existed for a different reason it existed to to teach to share to be part of communal communities and groups and you know so I think it's really important to get back to that and if we can we if we can chip that kind of um, attitude that ethos into the little Scottish commercial scene then I think that's that's a good goal to have. So that's my goal. <laughs> oh, thank you for sharing that. That's really interesting. And I also picked up on what you said, what you mentioned about um, like success and like defining success as a as an artist. Like, I think, I mean, you hear a lot about um, 
yeah, like, oh, this successful artist and that successful artist and that artist didn't quite succeed. And, you know, obviously, like from the outside, you are a super successful artist. I know that it's sometimes like even if somebody from the outside is like talking about you as a successful person, I suppose you still need to find define that word for yourself. Like, what does it mean? And what does that mean for you to be a successful artist or something yeah man like it's such, such a really it's such a good point and the, at the core of it is something really fundamental and human which is that we want to be you know we want we want people to validate our art our experiences we all do and we all have the right to have that too and and how you deserve how you measure your success based on that is really just it, it really comes down to the lens in which you're looking through uh, life you know so um I think for me what I realized was I made a conscious decision um when I was when after I'd had my first child I made a conscious decision that I wouldn't do any more work at all unless it was music and that that was a really catalyst moment for me like it really defined a change in my life um because I, you know, I worked for Glasgow City Council and I was a lifeguard and I earned good money doing that. And I worked in community arts and I still do, um, but I only do music now. If it's not music, I'm not doing it. As an artistic person, I think I see success as getting up every day and doing what I love and that being enough to keep me alive, you know, and like keep my kids alive and, and contribute to my house and contribute to my well-being. So... Some days and some months, like you say, like people will find that, and myself included, you don't feel very successful. Um, but then the rest of the time, you know, it, it's quantified by A, people liking your music, but also B, how active I am creatively. And those months where I'm not very creative, I'm watching more Netflix than I am writing songs, those are the months when I'll feel less successful, you know, even if my songs are going nowhere because it's about the practice, you know. So you mentioned in an earlier interview that you've become passionate about pushing music as a way to reach young people and sort of as a way of some mode of early intervention and using songwriting there as a way, I suppose it's back to the community idea, to, a way of bringing people together. Um, could you tell us a bit more about that? My experience is, as a community artist is that there are young people who have access to creativity and they have freedom to be creative and that is absolutely amazing and it's just wonderful to watch these young people as they dabble or perhaps learn an instrument or whatever they're doing and sometimes that creativity can be the way they dress or you know the way they choose to their identity and all those things are totally valuable you know and then there's other young people that through no fault of their own have existed in a, in a world where they haven't had access um, and it could be that, you know, they, they've, they've come from a background that's been, you, you know, where they haven't had a lot. And so creativity is not going to come first and front and centre, you know, get, getting biased, you know, or they've come from an adverse background or so on and so forth. So a lot of the young people I work with in communities, that's where they're coming from. And so for me, like the joy of the joy of actually bringing music in a in a way that is comprehensible for those young people um, is really quite something. And it takes a bit of getting to know them and also working out how you can facilitate their creativity. And so within that environment, 
Um, I use songwriting and music, but I use it more as a bridge to them than I don't come and go, right, guys, we're going to write a song about the Falkirk Wheel or whatever, you know, let's go, everybody, sing an A, sing a G. No, <laughs> that, that's kind of not how songwriting works in that capacity. So with, with some young people, um, it's very much a tool to allow them to think about themselves and discuss their life. And then with other young people, of course, um, that are much more, say, musically aware, then, you know, you're coming from a different angle. So there's a real joy in just working through, you know, the components of a song and helping young people out in that way as well. But the bottom line is that, like, this creativity has kind of become a bit of an annexed idea. It's like it's not front and centre, so... A lot of the work that myself and others that I work with do in different community environments is just to reintroduce the prospect that everybody is actually creative and that there is no right way of doing it, you know. So a lot of a lot of it, that comes from that. And then obviously there's young people that I work with within the university who are there, they're on the journey already where they're talking about songs and writing songs and and that's a whole different process. That that's much more about really getting into the depth and concept of music and songwriting and ideas around them and who they are as artists. So there's something really beautiful and fulfilling about that as well. But it's very different from the kind of fundamental utility of songwriting as a way to actually give a young person an outlet. You know, so it's just you know across the board a wonderful thing to have creativity in your life. How do you actually make space for that creativity like in your own personal life? Because you seem like you are just juggling so many incredible things <laughs> at the same time. Like, how do you do it? Well, there are a lot of projects um, and that kind of have days when it's a bit stressful, but they all focus around the same thing. So that's really helpful. It's like I said, it was like, OK, well, it's going to be about music. And, and so that little kind of tower is built on very strong foundations because I care so much about it. And, I, you know, I'm getting old now, so taking the time to, you know, study it and look at it from different angles and develop my own craft. And so for me, I guess it's a mixture of two things, you know. Um, sometimes it's that light bulb moment and a song just comes and it, I've just got to get it down. Um, and sometimes I work from someone giving me a kind of thing to write about and then utilising all those creative pathways and creative tools that I've learned to create some, to make something happen. I think a lot of writers, a lot of singers will tell you that it's a compulsion. Like, so when I am writing, when I'm in a space where, I, you know, I've got, I've got any time, then the compulsion is to write. So in a weird way, I mean, I, I also I write on paper, which is very, very helpful. So I've literally got lots of books and they're everywhere and I can just open them up and there's writing there and it's stuff I've not used or stuff I wrote 10 years ago. Or, and so just having that 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 vault, you know, of, of stuff to, to take from. I always say to everybody that I work with, you should always have something in your back pocket. You know, there should always be an idea there. Don't come dry to something creative. Come with your daft thoughts come with all of it and just let it out. I do a lot of free writing as well, which is a beautiful kind of process of just alleviating the stress of editing yourself and just writing it all down, you know. 
And that was singer-songwriter Becky Wallace. We're going to close with the latest cut from Becky's warmly received 2020 meditation on mental health and motherhood, present tense. The single is called Focus and it is written as a confessional ode to human frailty. Thank you for tuning in to Southside Fringecast. If you liked what you heard, give us a quick review, hit subscribe and join the conversation. Facebook make a statement. It's a sure 
engagement? How many mates have we lost to our casual vagrants? And what's the cost of the wains that we make to replace us? That's where I'm at with this. Need to get back to this. Is there a knack to this? Or are we all just singing, dancing, hypocrites, talking big? Probably. Being a mum has made me actively angry. It's not a case of how could she, who has and who has not You're callously curating a narcissist's fantasy. Or will we be amazed at how we feed our own tragedy? I'm awkward and need the validation. I'm nervous in every conversation. I'm weak, but I'm constantly in motion. I'm an imposter voyaging blindly through the ocean. I'm fierce when it's time to set the record. And I'm yours if you're skillful on the fretboard. But I'll say one thing until we turn the tide. Get honest with yourself if you want to step outside. Did you throw the first stone, did you? Did you? Was it you?